This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. There are big news in the Fierro household today. What? Nacho slept with us for the first time last night in bed. Oh, were you all so cozy? Yes, he slept through the night. It was so great. Um, Oh, my gosh. Life changer. Oh, he's a good boy. Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Sarah Fain, a TV writer and producer living in Ojai, which is outside of LA. And with me is my high school friend and writing partner, Liz. That's me, Liz Craft. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. Today, we are going to share our team motto for 2022. Then and Take a Hike, we'll each commit to one thing we want to do to be mentally and physically healthier this year. Then we have a Hits and Bombs segment dedicated to 2021. And this week's Hollywood hack is courtesy of Liz's niece, Eliza. Yes, but first we have a couple of updates. We want to thank everybody who watched our Fantasy Island holiday special. Gotten a lot of great feedback. Of course, if you missed it, it's two hours, two episodes. Um, You can still watch on Fox and Hulu. And then, Sarah, I also wanted to give a thanks to Kansas City cartoonist Charlie Podaberic, who happens to be the brother of one of my sister's best friends from high school, who sent us some wonderful cartoons and puzzles from Kansas City. My niece, Eliza, the one who's providing our hack today, spent hours doing this puzzle of sort of Kansas City landmarks while we were home. So it was super fun to watch it emerge over a few days over Christmas. Well, Violet and I will be doing ours over the next couple of weeks. She still has two more weeks off of school. So yeah. we'll be Plenty breaking out the puzzle. For the Kansas City puzzle. So thank you, <laughs> yes. Charlie. Thanks, Charlie. Okay, Liz, it's time for From the Treadmill Desks of, where we talk about what's most pressing in our work psyches. And this week, Liz, it's our team motto for 2022. But can we just for a minute talk about how crazy it is that it's 2022? I'm completely oh. unprepared for this. I know. It's insane. Yeah. Happy New Year, everyone everyone. I know. I feel like it's still 2019. Like we lost two years. Yeah. Of course, it's hilarious because everyone was like, oh, 2020 is going to be so great. Oh, well, 2021 is going to be great. And I feel like now everyone's almost scared to think 22 is going to be great. So everyone's just like, oh, happy new year. That's so true. But nonetheless, every new year, you and I mark the new year with a new team motto. So whatever 22 holds, we need a motto for it. God, I'm afraid. But okay, yes. So Liz, before we go into the 2022 motto, should we share what our past mottos were? You actually like went back and looked them up. We had 
2019 was explode. Yes, and that was I mean, a something good exploded one. in 2019. Well, I don't know true. if we did. <laughs> 2020 was hike into the future, which I thought was is really interesting when I remembered that's what 2020 was because I feel like we're still very much trying to hold on to the hike into the future, which is to sort of slow and steady moving forward. Yes, absolutely. And then 2021 was Juicy Fruit. I mean, yes. I would say that was pretty uh, on. That was yes. dead on for 2021. Yes. Absolutely. At least professionally, which yes. is what these are. Yes. So the question is, what are we looking for this year, Sarah? Like, what vibe are we going for in 22 as a team? It's funny because, you know, going to the 2022 of it all, I am feeling much more... Like, I want to be, like, all big, bold. Like, that's one of the ones that I was thinking of. Like, fabulous, wonderful, but I'm kind of tired. Mm. So it's hard to kind of approach 2022 with with any level of vibrancy. I wish I could, but I'm just not feeling that. Well, I liked one motto you suggested, which was balanced and bold 2022, because that it's kind of how we should just live our life, balanced and bold. Yes, I think... I don't know. It's like one of the great things about Fantasy Island has been to just embrace the fun in a really bold way. Yes. So I think that's where that came from. And of course, as we've talked about, we are trying very hard to be more balanced, to have more boundaries. So that feels appropriate, but kind of boring, I have to say. Well, what's interesting, Sarah, is I I feel like you and I, and this is a quote I remember from uh, Lena Dunham's book, Uh where she says, ambition is the thing that makes you do things even when you don't want to. Because I feel like there's a big part of us that really just wants to be like, we're doing Fantasy Island. That's our life. We're going to hope that it continues forever. But we have this other part of us that goes, okay, well, now we're doing Fantasy Island and we love it and that's great. So what else can we do? Yes. You know, more. Yes. And that's the sort of go big of it. It's like, okay, we have this thing, which is wonderful, which we've sort of figured out. And now we're hopefully by the end of the season, really going to have it figured out, which means we could have brain power for something else. Yes. And you and I are always looking for that next thing. To build our career bigger. Yes. Bigger, more, um, which takes me to another one that I thought of, which is more and less. More of all the good things, less of the kind of crazy and the stress is sort of Mm -hmm. where that was coming from. I like that, but I have to agree. I think that is not, the words aren't vivid enough. Yeah, right? I agree. Yeah. And then we talked about keep on trucking, which definitely fits for 22. (laughs) I feel like that could be everyone's motto, right? I know. Just keep going. Just keep going. Get through it. But again, that is maybe a little not aspirational enough. Yes. Yes. And then Sarah, you hit on what I really do think is the perfect motto for 22. You can unveil it. I have to say I'm excited about this one. Okay. Are we are we saying this is it, Liz? This, this is, is it. our official reveal. motto. Okay. Reveal. I'm so excited. The reveal. What would Dolly do 2022? I love it. It rhymes. <laughs> it's vibrant. It's fun. And I mean, 
it encompasses so much because, of course, Dolly Parton is like the epitome of strength and fun, both things. And boldness and like just generally being awesome. Yes. And Sarah, you know, when you suggested this, I immediately thought of the story um, that I'm sure many people know about Dolly Parton, but in case you don't, that, you know, she wrote the song, I Will Always Love You, that Whitney Houston, of course, made so famous in the movie The Bodyguard. And Elvis had wanted to record the song way back in the day. And of course, he was the biggest deal on the planet. And at that point, Dolly Parton was not nearly as famous or successful as she is now. And But to have him record it, she had to sell him the song outright. Elvis would oh, wow. only record things that he owned. And so Dolly said no. She thought, it's a great song. I can't give up my song. I have to keep my song. And he did not record it. And she just had to live with that. And then all those decades later, Whitney Houston, of course, made it just the biggest song ever. So I, it's like that kind of decision-making and betting on yourself and thinking about the future is exactly the kind of ethos you and I want to embody. Yes. And then the other thing I love about Dolly Parton is she is just a good person. I mean, she donated a million dollars toward the vaccines. She gives like millions of books to kids every year. She's has a great heart and a strong moral center to go along with that strength. Yes. So yes, Dolly this year is dedicated to you. (laughs) Yes. And it rhymes, which makes me so happy. We love a good rhyme. So what would Dolly do 2022? Whenever you and I are at a crossroads, we're going to ask ourselves, what would Dolly do? Now, Sarah, this this is going to mean a lot more uh, hair and makeup in her future because (laughs) Dolly would definitely, if there was a question of should I put on my makeup or do my hair for this event, the answer will always be yes. So. Well, you'll be happy to know I'm actually getting my first haircut in like a year and a half after we record this podcast. Okay, so I'm, good. I'm, good. I'm already there. Dolly, I'm in it. What would Dolly do 2022? She would get her hair done, Sarah. So good for That's you. That's right. Thank good you. for you. I'm going to get some blue eyeshadow. <laughs> All right. That's it. Now, everybody, please send us your mottos for 2022. You know, what happier we do a word of the year which is great, um, and we will be revealing those. But I love our team motto. I love having a work motto. I just think it, you know, it always adds. So send us yours. Um, We'll reveal some of them in a future episode. So email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. And coming up in honor of the new year, we're going to talk about our own mental and physical health. But first, this break. Okay, Sarah, it's time for our Take a Hike segment where we talk about spiritual, physical, and mental health. This week, it's all of the above as we each commit to one change that we're going to make in 2022 for our mental health and one change we're going to make for our physical health. 
both of which will hopefully contribute to her spiritual health. Yes. And okay, so Sarah, we're going to have to keep each other honest on these. And I think we're going to need to report back. I think we should like set in our calendar that in three months, you and I both have to report back on these. Okay, I like it. I'm not sure we shouldn't do it monthly, though. Oh, Lord. Okay, monthly? Because, you know, three months, uh, Uh, time flies, we forget. Yes, just a okay. quick check-in. All right, so okay. every month you and I are going to check in on these. Okay. Okay. So first, what is your mental health commitment? Okay, my first mental health commitment, and my one, we're only doing one change. Okay, yeah. so this the change that I am making for my mental health this year is less scrolling. I find, I'm not a big Instagram person, but I will read every single news website that exists. Doom scroll. You're a doom scroller. Yeah, I totally am a doom scroller. I don't need to know all the things that I know, frankly. I could know probably about 10% of it and be just fine. And then Facebook. So Facebook and the news are the things that suck me in. And I feel like I could be a lot more productive if I scrolled less. And I feel like I would be a lot happier if I scrolled less. Okay, that's a great... I bet others will share that commitment because I think that's common. And I would love to hear from our listeners if there are apps that they use to Mm. limit their scrolling. Anything that kind of helps them do that, please let me know because I I could definitely use a little support in that area. I do not need to be on CNN and the New York Times and the LA Times and having to post (laughs) and all of those things as much as I am. Okay, my mental health commitment is I want to read more novels. Mm. I'm definitely in a better mood when I'm reading more. And reading nonfiction is not the same as reading fiction. As much as I love nonfiction, I really want to commit to reading more novels. Um, I also Mm -hmm. think it's really good for my creativity. It's just a lot of input. And the more creative input you have, of course, the more output you have. And of course, it also, Sarah, will have a side effect of having me scroll less. And in my case, more importantly than scrolling less is playing less two dots, which I <laughs> has took over my candy crush addiction and, and went beyond. I'm on like level 2,500. I, I mean, yeah, like 2,500. <laughs> So I want to read novels. We did read 21 and 21. um, So I want to just really embrace the novel. Yes, I love that. And I think I will try to do that as well, because if I'm scrolling less, I'll have more time to read. Like Violet reads every night in bed. And I'm always like looking at the news. Instead, I should be reading a novel with her. Yes. We may need a two-person book club. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Okay. Okay. So what are you committing to to improve your physical health? I am committing to more hiking. So as you know, part of why I moved to Ojai is because there are all these wonderful trails and places to go hiking around here. But since we started working, I just haven't been doing it. And once Violet started school, it was perfect because I would drop her off and then I would go to the hiking trail that's like right by her school. But then suddenly we were working and I'm driving into L.A. two days a week and like we record another morning, which leaves only two mornings of the week. And I'm trying to do doctor's appointments and that kind of thing. So I really just need to commit to 
at least two days a week, one day on the weekend with Violet and one day during the week by myself to just really get out there and hike, which would is for my physical health, but will also have a huge impact on my mental health. Yes. So Liz, what about you? What do you need to do physically in 2022? Okay. Well, I feel like I need so much physically. It's hard to focus <laughs> on one thing. So I really thought about it and I decided I am going to commit to getting my A1C back to the low sixes. So my A1C is kind of my diabetic number. It's like the number where we gauge how I'm doing. And there's a range of what's acceptable. But right now I'm on the very top of the range of what's acceptable. And I want to get my number back down to the low sixes where I have not been since before Fantasy Island, Sarah. And you know, it's like a thing with me where my A1C like shoots way up whenever we do a show. It's, it it yeah. always happens. But this show I'm hoping we're actually going to be doing for like years. And so I cannot, I've, I've, I've got to get on top of it, if you see what I'm saying. Right. And it involves kind of an overall approach. I mean, it's food, it's being strict with what time I take my insulin so that it kicks in before I eat etc. It's a whole thing. Um, but toward that end, I have started FaceTiming with my doctor more often. So we're doing once a month. Like our check-in, Sarah. Um, yes. <laughs> we are, I am checking in with my doctor once a month. He agrees with you that once a month is the ideal is time. Is good. Excellent. <laughs> so I can also, I won't be knowing, I won't know my A1C every month because I don't test it every month, but I can certainly report back about how I'm doing. Nice. Okay. Well, as with everything, accountability is key. Yes. So I will be there for you. Okay. I'm like, I'm not like your medical check-in person, but no. But um, I support you. But our check-ins, just <laughs> talking about it on the podcast once a, mo- once a month, will yes. definitely provide both of us accountability for all of this. So thank you, listeners, for being our accountability buddies. <laughs> for 2022. But before we launch into 2022, Liz, we wanted to do a hits and bombs for 2021. It is time for our hits and bombs segment because Hollywood is all about big hits and big bombs. And I mean, 2021 certainly had its share of both. Yes. Shall we start with hits? Might as well. Let's start with the good stuff. Well, the vaccine. Yay. That's a Yay. huge Oh hit. my gosh. Huge. Big, huge. big hit to all huge. the people who developed the vaccines, to all the people who got the vaccines. I mean, not as much of a game changer as we would have liked, thanks to Delta and Omicron, but certainly saving lots and lots and lots of lives. Yes. And both of our children are fully vaxxed. So you and I have a a big hit on that front. Yes. Oh, my God. And then, I mean, my gosh, we had a successful season one of Fantasy Island. I give ourselves... A big hit. And everyone who watched. Yes, we have millions of people to thank for that. Everybody who tuned in on Fox, on Hulu, um, wherever you watch Fantasy Island, thank you for our big hit. Yes. 
On top of that, not only did we have a successful season one, we got a season two. That is a big damn hit. We have talked about this before, but, you know, we have been working in this business for a very long time, and it's our first season two of a show that we created. So very, very exciting. Yeah, I I mean, it's like it felt like it would never happen. We would just (laughs) bemoan. We're never going to get a season two. But now we can never again say that, which is so thrilling. Yes, it is. Of course, now I'm obsessed with getting season three but well of course and then sarah i think we both made the best of a bad pandemic yes we we tried to rally and make the best of things last year at this time i was in minnesota um i started 2021 in minnesota which i think was really great for violet we spent four months in puerto rico for work like we really kind of despite it all we still managed to do cool things and and keep going. And then, Sarah, we, at I mean, I would say at the end of the pandemic, but it still hasn't ended yet, but at what we all <laughs> thought was the end of the pandemic, um, Adam and Jack and I got a puppy, Nacho. Yes. So, and that is the biggest thing. Yes, huge. That's definitely making the best of a bad pandemic. Now, we also had bombs, and the world had bombs. Yes. So our first bomb is to Delta and Omicron, which seems that it's going to be a big bomb in 2022 as well, which relates to my personal bomb, which is that I feel like I failed at Christmas this year. So why do you feel that way? Well, I just never really got into the Christmas spirit. Like Violet and I kept talking about how like, just doesn't feel like Christmas. Just doesn't feel like Christmas. Part of it is, you know, last year we were at the lake and it was snowing and yeah. Yeah. You know, it was very kind of typical Christmas. And this year it was like cold and rainy in California. And we didn't get a very big tree because we're, you know, I can't find any of our Christmas decorations. They're in a box somewhere. And we're moving in a couple of months because I'm I'm buying a house, which is wonderful. But uh, it, everything feels like temporary and it just was kind of a dud. I'm sorry. No. Oh, well. Next um, year will hopefully be better. Well, I'd say my biggest bomb of 21 is that I not only didn't lose my COVID-19 pounds, I think I actually gained more pounds. I'm really not happy about that. And then the other thing is we're working at at home now, and literally for me at my home every day, like, because we're having writers at my house, and my home office is in utter chaos. And I am a person who's mostly clutter blind. Clutter doesn't bother me. I often don't even see clutter, but it is at a point where I don't even want you, I mean, you to come into my office. And I mean, you and I are pretty live and let live with each other. We we do not hold back our um, housekeeping issues, but <laughs> yeah. uh, this is bad. So, uh, so that is a bomb for me for 21 because I think I was talking to Gretchen about this. The whole time we're in Puerto Rico, I just kept saying, I can't wait to get home and just get organized and get my office all set up exactly perfectly. It's going to be such a wonderful feeling to be home in that office and I'm going to do all this stuff. And of course, I've not only done nothing, it's just still utter chaos. Probably I brought stuff home from Puerto Rico and dumped it there and it's still there. <laughs> So that is a definite bomb because it's an out of control feeling and I want to be able to invite you in in a lovely way. So, you know, 21 had its challenges. Well, Liz, 
I totally get what you're saying. And as, as someone who is living in a house that I like didn't really move into because I'm <laughs> in the process of moving out. Um, <laughs> but like, I don't know. It's just so hard. I think you have one space in your house where you can kind of let it all hang out. And I understand wanting to get it under control, but I certainly don't judge you for it. And mm -hmm. I also think you have tons of people coming in and out of your house right now, which is also your workspace. And it's lovely and beautiful. And none of those people are aware that behind your office door, it's messy. And we're That's all just true. like hanging out at the fire pit where it's like gorgeous and you have blankets. So I'm just going to give you a big hit for that. I, okay. well, I, thank I you. hear you, but don't worry about the office is okay. my take. All right. Well, you know, I probably won't. So it's good to hear that. <laughs> okay. Coming up, Liz, it's time for this week's Hollywood Hack which comes from your niece, Eliza. But first, this break. Okay, Sarah, it is time for this week's Hollywood Hack, which, yes, comes from my 22-year-old niece, Eliza, um, who I was just um, celebrating the holidays with in Kansas City. And she said something that I thought was really smart, and I wanted to share it with our listeners, because I think we have a lot of young listeners just starting out, just getting their first jobs, um, and I thought it was a great hack for how to choose a job. So Eliza's hack is when evaluating a job opportunity, she says it has to be at least one of three things. It has to be fun meaningful, or have a steep learning curve. And of course, if it can be two out of those three things, that's even better. This hack, I think, is so perfect for the sort of gig economy that a lot yes. of people are in right now, because it sort of assumes that jobs are fairly short term, which makes a lot of sense in this particular economy. And I love that one of them is fun. Yes. And of course, sometimes, Sarah, we have to take a job just because we need to. Like, you just have to take whatever job you can get. But if you're fortunate yeah. enough to have choices, it's a great way to evaluate and I'm, as we're talking, I'm realizing I started this by saying we have a lot of young listeners who are just starting out and, and you know, going for jobs. But the fact is, this applies to you and me as well. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent, you and I could could evaluate job opportunities on the is it fun, is it meaningful, or does it have a steep learning curve graph? Well, and I mean, I'm going to reframe fun a little bit, but that is a key component of how we make decisions. We are, you know, we have our no asshole policy, which is basically fun. Like we like to yes. work with nice people who are fun to work with and kind of make life better. And that's so important in any job. Well, we do say it's a fun job and we enjoy it. So hopefully we Yes, we do. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I think if you're looking, you know, it's the thing of like, hey, Maybe this job is a bit of a drag, but it's very meaningful. It's really helping people. Maybe I'm not learning a lot, but I'm doing something that's really contributing. Or maybe this job isn't going to be where I learn the most, but I'm going to have a great, great time. Yeah. Or maybe this job is going to be really hard and really brutal and a lot of hours However, I'm going to learn so much that it's going to help propel me forward in the future. So I think if you 
I think I think if you figure out like what a job offers, it can really help. And then yeah, if it's two of those three, it's probably a pretty darn good job. Absolutely. So thank you, Eliza, for that. Eliza is in between jobs right now. She is in this position of using this on her opportunities. So um, I'll have to see where she goes next. Oh, nice. Okay, that's it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. For questions or comments. Email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and please follow us if you haven't already. Thank you to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at Sencola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sencola Sound. Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13. And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Listen to the other Onward Project podcasts Happier with Gretchen Rubin, Side Hustle School, Do the Thing with Whole 30s, Melissa. Urban and everything happens with Kate Bowler. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at sfain and Liz is at Liz Craft. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Until next week, I'm Liz Craft and I'm Sarah Fain. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job and we enjoy it. I do have to give our Facebook group a shout out, Liz. People gave me so many great suggestions on feeling more holiday spirit. I played a lot more Christmas music. Oh, We watched Christmas movies. It helped. It was very nice. Oh, good. Good. Well, our Facebook group has an answer for (laughs) any questions, so that does not surprise me. (laughs) It was very nice. From the Onward Project.